Hello and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Raziel and my guest today is Chantel Taylor. She is formerly of the Lingerie Football League's Chicago Bliss, where she was the champion on the championship team in 13, 14, 16, and 2018. She is also currently signed to a contract to play for the New York Stars of the new Women's Football League. So this was a very interesting conversation. I'm very grateful that I got to chat with Chantel about her, her upbringing in Chicago, how she fell in love with the sport of football, what she did with it, and how she was able to become She's, she's getting paid now, as we're uh, we're quickly finding out, which is incredible. We learned a little bit about the Laundry Football League as well, which was a little eye-opening. So I'm, I'm glad we dove into that and really just who Chantelle is and what she's trying to do in the future. I'm very grateful for that. So without further ado, here is Chantelle Taylor. Right today on um, for the love of sports, I have Chantel Taylor. She's a defensive end for the New York Stars of the Women's Football League, formerly of the LFL Chicago Bliss, where she won the championship in 13, 14, 16, and 18. Chantel, how are you today? Hi, hi, Michael. How are you? I'm doing really well here in beautiful Miami. Beautiful Miami. <laughs> very jealous. Very Catch jealous. It's nice. It's nice here. I can look up. Uh, I can see some sunshine, so I'm excited to get outside, but I'm also very excited to get to chat with you today. This should be a lot of fun. So, Chantel, the first question I have for everybody on the For the Love of Sports podcast is, why do you love sports so much? Um, So, sports to me is another outlet um, just for me to, like, release frustration and any animosity and hurt that I have built up. So, I've just always been um, a sports girl. I'm really a daddy's girl. I was raised around my dad. So for the most part, I've always been involved from shooting a pistol to shooting a basketball. Like all Let's sports, go. I've been known like how to talk. So um, it's just something that I really enjoy, something that's fun to me. And just really the biggest part for me the, is the competitiveness. I'm very competitive. Um, so that's really the biggest reason why I love sports. That is awesome. And yeah, I mean, there's so much you can learn from sports and competition is one of the most important things. You know, obviously in every competition, no one goes out and wins every single time. That's just not how it works. Floyd Mayweather is Floyd Mayweather for a reason, right? So it's always very interesting to me, you know, that that competition and growing up and, you know, as you said, daddy's girl, I think that's very cute too. And so what was it like? I mean, growing up and being that competitive, I know for me personally, I hate to lose which is also a reason why I sometimes hate to compete. And that's kind of, you know, something I have to personally get over. But especially mm-hmm. in the beginning, what was it like? I mean, growing up in, in Chicago and really always having to compete and doing whatever you did. Um, So in general, Chicago is a very competitive city. But um, that nature actually made me who I am as a woman today because this, that, like, go out and grind, have to understand what's life and get in mentality where I was born and raised, I was born in one of like the roughest neighborhoods in the Chicagoland area. So I was kind of just naturally taught to have thick skin and not let a lot get to me and get like bother me. But um, at the end of the day, just in the world of sports and where I grew up, it kind of pushed the competitiveness and it pushed me to um, want to be good at everything I come from because 
the the statistics of being from like the hood and being from a bad area people generally don't get out and don't make it Mm -hmm. and find happiness and doing something in life good for themselves um so that's the biggest part for me just being able to why i grew up how i trying to break the the barriers of Mm -hmm. not being a statistic and actually accomplishing my real life goals that is fantastic and i yeah. kudos to you i mean absolutely i mean i came from a very different place so i have no idea what that is like and how is it now feeling like you have at least accomplished something you've as you said you broke those statistics you got past at least one of those you know few of those barriers Definitely. without you know diving too too deep into your story which obviously we're going to do in the next few minutes i mean what is that feeling like just understanding like hey i, I accomplished the one goal i was setting out to do um, so that feeling for me, not knowing, like just sometimes when you, um, in situations where you feel like you're stuck and you won't get out, you have to bring yourself out of those situations. So at one point in time, I was, I won't say I was in a depression stage, but very close to that stage. I felt mm-hmm. like as far as feeling sorry for myself and not like using the environment around me to become better. I was really trying to be like mentally stuck in it instead of letting it push me to make me better. And once I started feeling like, oh, woe is me and stopped feeling sorry for Mm -hmm. myself, that just, it was just like a complete flip. And I used that negative and turning it into that positive. And now I just feel like I'm an unstoppable woman. So um, I I just had to come out of that mindset. It's really, Mm -hmm. everything is based about your mentality. I completely agree. And that's something that I've been practicing over the last few years is really just making sure that I have that self-awareness, the the opportunity to always be grateful. You know, everything, every situation you're Absolutely. in, it always can be worse. So being grateful for everything um, and, you know, being inspired and making sure that you're doing what you're trying to do because you love it. And what was it like? I guess, you know, you said you flipped that switch. How did you go? Like, how did you flip that switch? And how did you get to that point mentally where you were capable of doing something like that? Like I said, I just had to stop feeling sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much um, like that's the main thing. But I just realized like time isn't stopping. Like I'm getting older and I'm constantly feeling sorry for myself. I'm not doing anything with my life to the, to the extent of me pushing myself to actually where I want to be um, in life. Just because of different traumatic childhood experiences, I held on to a lot of hurt and a lot of mm-hmm. anger. And I kind of... Um, kept that hurt and that anger like stuck inside of me, portrayed upon the people that hurt me. And it was just hard at one point in my life to just like completely just let it all go and get over it because I realized only I have the Mm -hmm. privilege to change my life. So it doesn't matter what like nobody did to me, what nobody said to me, how anybody made me feel. At the end of the day, I have to make my life the way I want it to go, regardless of what anybody has done to hurt me or make me feel good good for you i mean it's 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 hard for people to do that right it's it's not it's a lot easier said than done and and as you said it's it's not like it was something that happened overnight it sounds like this was something over a period of time where you're able to let go of all those wrongs and and you know other people that have done things to you and realize hey this is what they did we can't change the past it is what it is now let's just try and move forward and be as good and as uh as great as we can so Getting, you know, going back to kind of, you know, growing up in Chicago a little bit, when did you start, you know, as you said, you always kind of, you, you were shooting pistols, shooting basketballs. I love the way you say <laughs> that. And then, so when did you start to play football or at least when did you start to fall in love with the sport? So um, the little backstory on that, like I said, I've been an ath- a, a life athlete. Um, when I was a little girl in grammar school, like seventh and eighth grade, I have little brothers. So mm-hmm. 
during recess, like it was probably sixth, seventh, eighth grade, we used to always go out. And I was always like an attractive little girl, like little girly girl, but I still had like the sparts in me. Mm -hmm. So the little guys, my classmates, they never wanted me to play with them. So my, me and my brother are actually 18 months apart. So I was in seventh grade. He was in sixth grade. So he was always the quarterback on a team. So me and him one day, we got together like, I want to play football at recess with y'all, bro. Like, you need to let me in the game. So he like, okay, sis, come on, you playing. So I started to end up playing on the recess, on the playground, and I was just like, Kia hand me the ball, and I was running, and I juke the guys, and I get to the whatever the little line was that we made Love out of the zone. And it was just like, damn, it's fun. Like, I really think I could do this. So once I graduated eighth grade, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school um, called Maria in the Marquette Park area of Chicago. Um, I started an intramural football team there. So my classmates versus, like, the sophomores or whatever, mm -hmm. however it went. Like, as we got older, it would just, just always go versus the lower class, the lower classmen. So um, name my team was certified. And, of course, we used to win every football tournament um, mm -hmm. that I created. And that was dope. So... It was just always something that I like. This is this is all I got to do: get a ball and run and score touchdowns and get past people. Like so, um, when I got to college, my first sport is actually basketball. I had a full scholarship to play basketball, and um, wow. I was pretty like I was a sheltered child. But once I got to college, it was just like wow. I realized I'm on my own time, mm -hmm. so I was kind of like in my own way and worried about the wrong things. I was too worried about what was going on at home. And I still wanted to be like involved. I was like that, that stuck mentality that I was telling you about. I was too, I was not strong enough to let stuff go yet. So mm -hmm. um, pretty much I ended up watching the LFL on TV every night as I was doing my studies, doing my homework. And in the same process, I'm going through like conditioning and workouts with the basketball team and, my coaches and the women, um, it was just, for me, I was only getting along with like maybe two girls on the team and it was just weird personality conflicts with my coaches. So it was almost like, you know, the scene on Love and Basketball when all the upperclassmen looking at her and they like, what do you, do? it was kind of, it was just too many weird vibes mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I'm all about good energy. So I was doing the best I could, number one to everything, going very hard and my coach wanted to redshirt me, and I didn't. I didn't like that. Um, but it was basically based off of um, experience base. So mm -hmm. I was like, no, I don't want to be redshirted. Like I'm a good athlete. Like I don't want to sit under seniors. I didn't understand like at the time how that level, yeah. you know, went as well too. So um, once I decided, like I completely was burnt out of playing basketball because I've been just watching the LFL on TV all day, doing my studies. And I was just like, I know I can come home and go play football. Like, so I ended up coming home the day that I dropped out of the second semester of my sophomore year in college. Tryouts mm -hmm. was the same exact afternoon. So I hurried up, just got mm -hmm. home, unpacked all my stuff, begged my mom to take me to the tryout. I went to the tryout for the LFL. I got to the tryout. It was kind of confusing. It was like girls and thigh high bow tops, and then it was like really athletic women. So I knew that it was like a girly thing, but mm -hmm. I didn't understand at the time the slogan was models and um, lingerie playing football. So I was just like, okay, like I'm a real athlete. So that kind of like threw me off, but it kind of went with my look as well. So I'm like, okay, I can, I guess, get into it. So um, 
went through tryouts, went through all the training camps. So I got down to like the final 20 girls. Um, me and my coach, we were kind of having discrepancies because I always felt like I wanted to be a female Jerry Rice and he wanted me to go to like the lineman line. And I would, I didn't understand like the knowledge of football. I wasn't like into really mm-hmm. what football was. I just knew I get the ball and I run and I score touchdowns. Love it. So, um, me and him kind of like he got, I got into a situation where he was like, well, I'm going to cut you because I don't see you developing or anything happening. And you want to keep doing what you want to do and go to the receiver line. And I want you to go to the lineman line. So I'm like, okay, I want to play so bad. I'll just mm-hmm. go to the lineman line. So we did a little scrimmage. And once he seen me play, he was like, yeah, you're going to be one of the greats in this league. And um, he spoke that into existence and in the LFL, that's what I am. So I'm like that's one of awesome. the most winningest players in the LFL. Um, like you said, four championships. I've been out the country playing football. Um, I've been all over the 50 states almost playing football. Um, everything in the LFL is a great experience overall. It's just the owner of the league is very um, a controlling man. And just to, to a certain extent, he wants everything that we work for as athletes like to completely go into his pocket. And we mm. pay we, – we have to pay to – play and like the facade of the LFL is everybody thinks that it's a professional league because of how he makes it look but mm-hmm. it's not a professional league like um the way that the women are treated is not okay the women really will never benefit off of the strength of being athletes in the LFL because it's just something solely that it's his baby and he's basically using us because that's mm-hmm. what he wants um to do when he could when everybody could eat off of our talent and he still could but it's just selfishness and like I played for a long time and I enjoyed it but I also knew like in the back of my head with the uniforms like it was all sexual exploitation I grew up though Mm -hmm. I came out of it and um I focused on my life for a year after I won my last championship and once I completely focused on myself like I've been doing great so I don't regret playing football but I kind of do feel like as far as um where I could be in the timeline mm-hmm. of my life. I'm 30 years old, and I started playing football when I was 19. So if I would have just been more focused on having some type of financial stability in the midst of me trying to play football, but I was chasing a dream. I was, mm-hmm. like, feeling like I was going to get something bigger out of just being an athlete um, in the LFL because that's how I was portrayed. But, um, that's overall, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, overall, I'm not mad at it. I just wish um, that we could be taken more seriously, like, for real, and not mm-hmm. – made it make it seem like yeah. you know we take it seriously yeah it's it's one of those things i mean not a lot of people understand the inner workings of the lfl and i'm not going to sit here and, and say that i know everything but from someone like yourself who has been there and seen it and and been there and done it for a very long time it's always very interesting to to hear those stories and kind of recant some of that and i do want to hop back i mean kudos getting a scholarship to play basketball along alongside the opportunities that you had i mean that's incredible and I, I don't believe in coincidences. The day you drop out is also the day of the uh, the tryout. So would you look at that? And, uh, you yeah. know, I'm grateful. I'm sure you are as well. I'm grateful that you listened to that coach. You know, he, he, he saw something in you. As you said, he spoke it into existence. You became one of the best in uh, all time in the LFL. LFL. And yep. I think it is, it's, it's impressive what you've been able to do and how you've been able to do it. And, you know, as you said, the LFL, it's, it's models, it's, it's a very, I mean, there's, it's a niche to say the least. And I've actually spoken to a few people, um, one being Sentia Deck, absolutely incredible athlete, mm-hmm. um, who also played in the LFL. And she was not the biggest fan of it because of kind of the, as you said, the sexual exploitation and what kind of comes from it. I mean, you, 
kind of know what you're getting into, but I don't believe you fully know what you're getting into until you're there and see it um, and feel it and understand it. So I guess from that end, I mean, you, you were there for a very long time. Did you, and, and you said you wish you were able to spend time on yourself a little bit sooner, but thankfully at least you started doing that. Now, what, how did you feel when you were playing in the LFL and, and you know, kind of dealing and, and hearing some of these things that the fans would say and the people would say, and, you know, as you said, I didn't realize it was pay to play. I thought, you were getting paid. So, I mean, that's probably very frustrating and too. That's what everybody thinks. And that's why I'm so frustrated because once again, like I'm saying the whole entire, everybody that feel like the LFL was such a big thing. It's like, they think as women athletes, we're getting treated with like mm-hmm. the most respect and like royalty. And it's the complete opposite of that. But um, just, like I said, over time, I stuck in it because I'm very blessed and I'm very athletically inclined. And I feel like, once I stopped playing basketball, if I didn't fill that void, like something would be mm-hmm. missing. And I'm not yeah. even going to lie. Like I played football all the time. 2019 was my first year not playing since 2009. And I, I did, I, I did. And I kind of still do. It's kind of leaving now, but I kind of feel like I was going through a really, really bad breakup. Like, a, mm-hmm. like I felt like a void in my heart. Like I don't have football no more. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do, like, what I'm going to spend my time doing different. But um, I focused on my life and me being a grown woman and being stable and having my own everything. And that was, like, one of my biggest goals. So to accomplish all of that once I did put football down, that is what puts me in the mind frame of I could have been so much farther ahead if I wouldn't have took football more serious than my life, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, that's, you know, it, it's it's very easy, you know, as we were talking about before, it, it's very difficult to kind of come to that self-awareness and be able to put those things behind you. But at the same time, it's very easy to look back and say, I wish I did it then, you know, at least you did it now, right? At least you had that opportunity to do it now, which I think is very important. And, and you still were able to do something you loved for 10 mm-hmm. years, right? Like, that's incredible. Getting the opportunity to do something you absolutely love for 10 years, I think is one of the coolest, one of the best possible opportunities that you're going to get. And, uh, you know, again, kudos to you for doing that and, and having that opportunity and being able to enjoy the heck out of it. So congratulations there. And when when you did finally get the opportunity and, you know, you, you were told you could get the opportunity to play in the LFL, how did that like what kind of validation and how did you feel just when you were told like, hey, you're going to play again? It's, it's not exactly as we all thought, but you're going to be able to play professional football in some capacity. Um, so that's a really crazy story because I um let the dream go, cried about it again. Like I just always felt why is it not fair for women athletes to go so hard and work just as hard as the men, but because however this world that we live in is created and society is set up, we can't be taken seriously on a platform to be paid professional athletes and um I let the dream go like after I got out in 2018 and I decided like okay the coaches that you grew up with that taught you everything is going to be completely different it was hard learning football I don't want to have to necessarily coach and reteach a whole another decade of women like I'm 30 years old so I came in at age 19 so I don't want to have to necessarily reteach women how to like learn the terminology and the knowledge like football is it's a verbiage like you have to actually sit down and study it and understand and know what position is what and what you're doing um so I let that dream go and 
I spent my 30th birthday in Miami in December. Happy birthday. Thank you. And um, on December, my birthday was December 10th. On December 11th, I was conference call and on a call with Ja Rule, um, the award-winning rapper. And he asked me um, if I would like to be a part of a newly owned um, franchise team in New York that he owned and that it was a paid professional women's football team. So I was just like, hmm, like, this is interesting. Like, what you said, like, I don't believe in coincidences. Like, it's the law of attraction. Like, everything coming back around. I gave the dream up, and now here we are again. Like, the dream is coming to me, and mm-hmm. now this time it seems like it's legit. So I had a lot of different feelings. Like, I was happy. I was, like, ecstatic. Like, I was crying. I was, like man, that's really what I wanted. Is it real? Like, and then I'm still kind of apprehensive because mm-hmm. I was all the bad things that I went through in the LFL. So it's like, I gave this up for a reason. So I don't want to get my hopes too high and then have it snatched back away from me because I don't know, like, is this real? Because mm-hmm. I already dealt with the craziness of it being fake real. And so what, like, how, how cool is it now that again, you know, I totally agree. Like the law of attraction is huge and kind of, it's interesting that you actually gave it up, but it's now coming back to find you. It, it, it still hasn't, you know, it still believes that you have more in it um, and you have more to do within the sport and, and to, to impress and inspire younger girls, which I think is incredible. And so how, how excited are you for the opportunity of playing in the league, but just the league itself, as you said, you know, now females have the opportunity to actually get paid to play football. Right. So that's the biggest part. Um, like I said, as women, we put as much time and effort into going hard, practicing, working hard. Um, being a woman in general is not easy. Like it's a lot of stipulations and just like, you know, the society and the way of the world based off of us just being women, carrying children, like a lot of different things should be set in place for a women athlete. Mm-hmm. So being having the opportunity to have like real benefits and things that are actually we can benefit from. And we'll just be able to not have to balance a a work career and an athletic career. Mm -hmm. We can just have like our athletic careers and we can be provided enough amount of money to take care of ourselves and our families by doing something that we love to do. And I don't think that's not fair. Yeah. I think it's a it, it's absolutely just one of those things. I mean, if they if it, it should be available and it should have the opportunity, it sounds like you've been able to um, jump onto that train. I mean, how cool is it that Ja Rule calls you up and is asking you and talking to you like, "Hey, do you want to come play?" I, I've seen what you've done. The conversation. Like- so the conversation with Ja Rule, it was really really cool. Um, for the most part, it was like, uh, like I said, a big bro little sister conversation, but. I just couldn't believe that I was on the phone. He was just asking me, like, do you want to play football again? Like, I have a new team, and we're going to take you on the serious. And um, like I said, I don't believe in coincidences either. And it just, like, that's how the universe works and the law of attraction. And once I thought I gave it up, it just came back to me um, just out the blue. So, I'm, like I said, I'm a little apprehensive, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to see, like, from – what standpoint like they're going to take in the growth and the development of the league, what's going to happen, like um, how big it's going to be. Cause I actually mm-hmm. believe that the founder and owner of the, of the league, she actually really does believe in us. That's so, awesome. And that's important. Obviously you need the people all the way up at the top to be 
involved and, and understand and really make sure that they're putting in their their blood, sweat and tears just as you are. And and so with that, I mean, I know the league's not starting until 2021, which is, I mean, looking at it right now is probably a great thing. I mean, obviously, we saw what happened to the XFL. I know it's not a one to one comparison, but it's just very unfortunate that this new league comes up, people are paying attention, and then all of a sudden, it pretty much just gets shut down. And now, unfortunately, probably won't be coming back. So with that, like, how excited are you? And what are you and the league, I guess, doing? Or what is everybody around this opportunity doing to make sure that in 2021, this thing, you know, goes off with a bang? Um, so I know um, as far as the growth and development of the league, a lot of things are going on behind the scenes that we're not mm-hmm. really able to see. We have the owner of the league um, come on um, Instagram Live daily and just you know, keep up, keep us abreast on what's going on and what's happening just so we um, won't feel like we're being left in the dark or not really sure on what's going on. But just from like my teammates and all the girls from across the world that I see, everybody is um, working hard, staying in shape. I constantly see women um, promoting and, and posting workout videos and just constantly um, making sure that we as women um, in, a, in a lions just stay relevant in the world um, to sports. So um, right now, from what I see, everybody is doing the best that they can to just make sure we get everything that we need to do um, taken care of. And I honestly believe that this is going to be something big, something different. Um, I'm excited to see how it is going to all transpire once it finally does. I know I'm just waiting for the feeling to to be back on the field again, mm-hmm. like ready to run out the tunnel. That's the feeling. Just to hit somebody, right? Just That's go out and feeling. hit somebody. That's the feeling I'm looking for. Right oh here. man! And as a defensive end, I mean, sacking the quarterback—that's got to be one of the coolest feelings in the world, right? Like that, catching an interception, a touchdown is probably nice, but sacking a quarterback's just got to be the coolest, most impressed. Just take them down. You see their face, maybe strip sack. Tell me about that. What's that feeling like? Um, so that feeling, for the most part, once I understood my job and what I was supposed to be doing, it was just—it uh, was history from there. So. I look at the end zone that I'm protecting like this is my house and these are my family members behind me and you not breaking in my house. So I'm going to make sure I do everything I can to stop that from happening. And um, that's just how Hack taught us, like football one-on-one, like literally kick the shit across from who's ever in front of you. Like, it let's go. It just, it is what it is. It's not personal, but um that's where the competitive side comes out because anybody that I go up against and stand in front of, I, I don't fear nobody. I'm like, I know that like this, I got this in the bag. This is easy, but I just, that's just my mentality. That's just the way that, um, that I think. And mm-hmm. usually that's how I play as well. So yeah. it works because that's how I, I feel as far as being um, a dominant person in my position. And my coach, when he started comparing me to Lawrence Taylor, like I knew that I was yeah, a pretty good athlete in that sport. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, yeah, I'm real happy with everything that I accomplished in football. I'm just excited to see, like, where the WFLA is really going to go and, like, how much money we really actually can make and being able to wear real, like, bullpen helmets and actually real pads and full clothes. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited for you. I think, again, you know, just getting to do – what you love to do every day is the coolest feeling in the world. My favorite thing to do is talk to people like you and just get to ask you a bunch of questions. So thank you for letting me do that. I think it is really interesting and and really cool. And again, you get that opportunity too. And what, so, you know, you said you stopped playing in 2018 after that fourth title. Um, So, I mean, I guess there's really not too much more to accomplish if you just keep winning the title over and over again, but what, what have you been doing for the last couple of years? As you said, you stopped in 18, 
19, you kind of took that year off. Then you got the call. The sport's not going to start up until 2021. So you're taking a few years off. What are you doing, I guess, either to keep yourself in shape or mentally, as you've been talking about too, making sure that you'll be able to perform at the highest level? Um, so mentally, I'm just like a mentally strong person. You know, every person how they weak moments, how I break down. But for the most part, I give myself prep talks every day. I talk it out like Chantel, let's go talk, get myself talk in the mirror and I'm like I break down have a fit cry all that but I'm right back to it let's so, go <laughs> yeah so the, the the just the general feeling of me knowing that like a breakthrough is actually on the verge of happening with this football thing that just motivates me to stay in shape and um keep myself going so I'm not really um one of the people that like post my phone on the ground and show what I'm doing but I'm really, I ran track and cross country. So I, I just really stand shape. Honestly, I run. So I run a couple miles a day and then I'm like, do like 30 suicides, like from the one house to the next house. And I just really, that's how I stay in shape. Like running makes me uh, feel free. So I ran cross country in high school. I ran track. I played basketball. I did so many sports mm-hmm. for every different season. So um, I'm just used to like my body metabolizing and breaking down like the different parts of what I need to do as far as me working out. So um, overall, as a unit, especially the New York Stars, we're doing really good um, and working together just to keep promoting the name, promoting the league, the WFLA, the New York Stars, um, showing that we we are putting in work and we are getting ready for the 2021 season. I can't um, wait. All that's coming together really well. I'm excited as well for that. Definitely. Let's go. And how many le- uh, How many teams are in the league? So it's actually supposed to be comparable to the NFL. So I believe they wanted to be. Um, is that? Is it 32? 32 teams, mm-hmm. 55 player roster. Wow. Yeah, that's gonna be huge. Yes. It's, on, it's supposed to be a really, really big deal. And um, Icon Entertainment with Ja Rule, his um, entertainment company that he founded, they're supposed to be in charge of, like, all the entertainment for the show. So they wanted to be, like, halftime performances and, like, after-game performances and just a different experience. Um, but women really going at it on the gridiron. So I'm excited about it. I really, really am. Um the, the time that I took off, I am actually a truck driver. So I drive 18 wheelers all mm-hmm. over 50 states, and I deliver um, supply-demand goods. Um, so bleach, pneumonia, food, um, all those type of – any household needs that are in the store that you buy, that's what I deliver. Well, thank you for that. I mean, obviously, that's something, you know, we're, we're thanking all the people in the stores, but we're kind of forgetting the people that get the food and all the stuff to the store. So really, that's that's fantastic. I uh, I do thank you for that, Chantel. And what what made you, I guess, want to become a truck driver? Was it just kind of what was there or was that always something you wanted to do? No. So actually, I knew that it was something that I would always end up doing. My family um, and my dad, my dad has been driving trucks for like 45 years, maybe, if not Whoa. longer. But I just knew that if the football didn't work out, I would always like it was always in the back of my mind. I'm just gonna get in the truck and go on the road. It was just something I always had a passion for. Um, I've been in the truck on the road with my dad and my mom since I was a little girl. My mom, she has her CDL as well. My dad and my mom, um, they got married and they traveled the world together. Like I was probably conceived in a truck, so it's like it was just something that was natural that 
I was just waiting on it. I always had a feeling like it's something that I would do. So um, I have plans on like, you know, driving all over, but as well, I have plans when football starts, like I'm gonna, um, you know, get my own truck and still have somebody on the road that I trust working for me while I'm playing football. And then if I feel the need to want to get back in the truck in the off season, like that's what I'm gonna do. But um, I just feel free. Like, I don't like feeling like I have people over my back watching me. Like I'm a, a popular loner. Like I like my me time. I like being away, but I also like entertaining people, entertaining the crowd as well. I'm a very friendly, happy, goofy person. Like when I'm in a good mood, but then sometimes I'm just like, I'm not feeling it today. So, well, it seems like you've been feeling it today. So I do appreciate that. And uh, you've been a lot of fun to get to chat. Yeah. Stop it. Chantel, (laughs) you're too good to me. Thank you so much. This has been great. Uh, Really just learning about you and what you've done, where you've came from, where you're going, I think is pretty cool. I mean, just the opportunity to be a part of this new football league that is a, you know, as you said, you still have your, your kind of your hesitations, but at the same time, if there's an opportunity for you to pay, uh, to get paid to play the game you that you've loved, as you said, since you were, you know, in recess in seventh grade, I think that's just so important. And you got to at least jump at that shot because, Hey, worst comes to worst. You're in the same spot right now, hopefully in Miami with the sunshine back, right back to that. I don't have nothing to lose either way. So it's like, get on my grind, take care of my business. God grant it come back in my life. It's real. That's the dream that came true. There you go. Look at that. But Chantel, this was great. Last question I have for you is, I mean, you know, as you kind of spoke about it and, you know, we've been talking about speaking things into existence throughout this conversation for the last 30 minutes now. And, you know, with, you know, opportunity to now, it sounds like, you know, you're going to have your truck, you're going to potentially have somebody driving for you in, in the future. Is this, is this something you can see growing into a business or something that you would like to turn into a business considering that, as you even oh. said, there was a good I shot you were another, I actually have another dream so I'm kind of okay. like um when people see me they don't see truck driver so I actually have a dream of having like me and maybe like three or four of my homegirls like with maybe like four or five trucks and just you know being a woman and being in an industry that's male dominated, I just want to show like the work that women are inclined enough to do anything in the work that we want to do. And it doesn't matter like how you look to do it. So um, that's something else that I'm working on right now. I do have a couple of people that are thinking about um, deciding to drive, but Mm -hmm. eventually um, I do like, I'm not saying that it won't grow into something bigger, um, I do want to start small first and, and it may can go into something bigger because um, the trucking industry is, is very like it generates a lot, a lot of money if you're doing it right. Um, I'm not greedy, though. I just want to be comfortable. So I think I have maybe three trucks would be OK for me, a good fleet for me to run. I'm not like trying to be like a big J.P. Hunt or a Schneider. But um, if that happens, that would be great. But I just know because I want women to do it. It's not an easy job. Being a truck driver is not an easy job. And it's not, you have to have a lot of mental endurance um, to be able to be on the road by yourself constantly, like in a truck. It's not, it's not easy all the time. So Yeah. Well, kudos to you. Kudos to your friends. Um, you know, what you've been able to build and what you're tr- planning to build, I think is fantastic. And again, the football career, I hope you can do it as long as you want, as long as you can. And as you said, and, and we've been talking about get paid to do it. But Chantel, this was absolutely fantastic. Chantel Taylor, defensive end for the New York Stars of the Women's Football League. Really appreciate your time today, Chantel. Thank you for having me, Like. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Chantelle Taylor. As I said, she's just got some cool stuff going on. I respect the hell out of what she's done and how she's done it. And I'm very grateful that she is doing what she loves. And I think more and more people need to be like her in that regard. So make sure to follow Chantelle on all of her socials. Everything will be in the show notes. Please also make sure to give us a five-star review. That way more and more people can hear these incredible stories, be inspired, and hopefully end up doing what they love to do. So Thank you so much for your time. It's the only thing we don't get more of, and I appreciate you giving me some of yours, and I hope you make it a wonderful day.